When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash weekly dose. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weekly dose. Yay, Networks. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm Brandy. <laughs> and, and this is your weekly dose of BS. BS. You know those times <laughs> when you have a full conversation, a full podcast before the podcast starts? I feel like that just happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like Talking a little giggle box over and here. And <laughs> you guys, I'm so sad. I'm poor. Oh, oh, no. I, I know. I'm sorry. Yesterday. So I went on a cruise last week. We went to the Bahamas. And yesterday I was trying to buy some shoes. And I was so excited. I found this one pair of shoes at Neiman Marcus. They were an additional 20% off. So they were a great price. And I got to go check out my card declines. And I was like, what? And so I checked my bank account. Someone stole in the Bahamas, stole my card information and bought a lot of money worth of cryptocurrency with it. Oh, and no. left me with 78 cents. Are what? You That's not what I was upset about. I'm set because someone probably took the shoes that I wanted because there's only one pair. Great. I'll lend you the money for the uh, shoes. Let me know. It's just, I don't know. I was in the moment, I was like, maybe this is God saying, don't get the shoes. I was like, That's not it. So I don't know, but. Oh, yeah, oh it's no, been a long like, 12 you? hours of being poor. Uh, so have you fixed the situation with your card? Well, yes. So I'm waiting for the capital to get my money back. But until then. Somebody tried to run my credit card through Amazon and buy a new um, computer. But oh. thank goodness um, they called first. Interesting. Oh, because most good. things I buy on Amazon are not thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but Target. But Target's yeah, a different Target, story. They would be like, oh, Brandy, if somebody stole your card and used it at Target for a full month, do you think you would notice? No. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was trying to get my daughter an IV, like, because she wasn't feeling good. Uh-huh. So I called this IV place. Come to find out, I've had a membership here for like four years and oh, haven't been using my. it. And they've oh. been charging me every month. So then I go and look and I'm like, oh my God, y'all owe me so many IVs. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody needs an IV, I got you covered. <laughs> Just say that you are Brandy Redmond. <laughs> yeah, right. Stephanie, how was Africa? It was so, okay, Africa, I will say, is probably one of the coolest places I've ever visited. Not for 25 days. I was so over it by the last like five to six days. I told Travis, this is like a maybe 15, maybe 17 day trip because it does take you like 30 hours to get there and 30 hours to get home. So I get that there's like two days that you're missing in your life. Well, what was the breakdown? I Where thought y'all were, were going to move long? there. Oh, no, <laughs> no, they did. no, no, no. <laughs> we did look at homes in Cape Town uh, because... They were just, because we could not believe how cheap everything was there. It was crazy. So I was like, wait, we could buy an amazing home here and just, we couldn't move here because I don't have any friends here. And you know, I don't like to make new <laughs> friends in life, but like, <laughs> it would be real. So, um, so Cape Town was probably my favorite place and it wasn't even where we did a safari, but it's the most beautiful place I've ever been. Like the water's there, it's gorgeous. Um, and like a steak at the nicest restaurant is like 12 US dollars. Wow. So everything is just so reasonable there. Travis and I went and looked at homes. Um, 
while we were there because the homes were insane and they're just like on, on cliffs and, you know, like overlooking like all this water and they're just the most beautiful homes you've ever seen in your life. So we went to look and one of the homes, which was like right by the president, mm. was $5 million. And it is three stories, brand new, like A the castle. nicest home you've ever been to. For, wow. And, that and you how could long were um, we And that would be like a $30 million home in the US. It's wow. like that much of a price difference. Hmm. Um, we just wanted to see what the most expensive homes were. So we just found somebody <laughs> and they took us around one day um, that were for sale. Uh, we were there for five days. That was probably my favorite place. But um, And then um, we went to two, on two safaris and it was really, really fun. However, before that, we went to Dubai because we had to fly through there to get to South Africa. And South Africa, it was winter. Dubai, it was summer. I will never, ever, ever go to Dubai in the summer ever again because their summer makes Dallas feel like an igloo. And it's 110 really? And it's like 110. I mean, <laughs> it's we, were, we were staying at um, Atlantis and um, it was so hot there that you walk outside and you get it like on a, a um, water slide. And the moment you're done with that water slide, you are dripping with sweat. Like Ew. it's that hot, like you cannot get cooled down. And it's like, it's it feels like 10 times more humid than Dallas as well. I hope to God they don't film that show in the summer because those poor camera people. <laughs> oh my gosh, remember the last year they filmed our show in the summer and we were dying every time. Like we were just dripping sweat because of season five because they filmed it in the heat of Dallas summer. Mm. But it was a really, it was a really cool trip. Was Dubai really expensive? Way, way, way expensive. Like it's so much more expensive than Dallas. I was actually really surprised. Mm. Like everything was really, really expensive. I know one place at the hotel we were staying at, we were going to go have breakfast and it wasn't even that nice of a breakfast place. Um, And we walk over there and the lady's like, oh, it's $150 a person for... Um, breakfast? For the breakfast buffet. What? For the breakfast buffet. Yes. Did it was you pay? I'd be like, Travis okay, was well, like, what? Yeah, just gonna one go person's going to eat and then and you're going to stuff your pockets. And <laughs> yeah. then it's like the craziest. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, it's so, it was really, wow. really, really expensive. And then we went and looked at shoes because it was Chance's birthday and there was this really cool, like, you know, he likes like, you know, the Nike Jordan Air Force or whatever, like all mm-hmm. these and the ones that are hard to get and they have this shoe store and they have like all of these like really like Yeezys and Air Force One and all these shoes and I swear to you they the one that he wanted these like little light blue Yeezys I was like oh well how much can they really be right like you're gonna pay a premium but it can't be that much more are you serious? $2,500 for a pair of Yeezys. And that was like the average at the shoe store. So then Travis was like, and Travis of course has no problem telling people how stupid these prices are because that's who I'm married to. He was like, that is ridiculous. I could get online and buy them in the US for like 300 bucks, 300, maybe $400. He was like, this is stupid. The poor worker's like, it's not mine. The guy's like, okay, I don't care. Go do it. So of course then Travis gets online and gets his phone out. He finds the Yeezys for like 350 in the U.S. and he's like, "See, I'm buying them right now." And then he, I'm like, "Oh my god, do you have to tell everybody what you're doing?" Like, <laughs> so embarrassing. I, I kind of like it. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah, it's so. And then what uh, was the like rhino thing you did? Um, so that was probably the. So if you go to South Africa, um, private message me, and if I don't get it back to you, private message Trey and tell him. <laughs> I, let me tell you something. The number of messages I get of people like, "Hey, tell Stephanie to respond." Yeah, tell, just have Trey tell Trey. <laughs> And I'll tell you the exact place that we used. Um, but we did this rhino conservation that was probably something I wasn't that excited about because I didn't know what it was. But what it is, is 
the rhinos in South Africa, they were being like poached to where they were like, there weren't very many of them left. And the poachers would come in and I guess a rhino horn goes for between $100,000 and $500,000. Wow. So on the black market. And what happens is they grind those horns down and they use them for like, they they say that they're like medicine or, you know, like, you know, like the medicine that really isn't medicine that people say is medicine. You know what I'm talking about? Like what? Where you kind of sell, like you're like this powder, do you know, kind of like the stuff that we did with Deandra. Oh, uh, yeah, Like yeah. that stuff, you know. Anyway, so, but what happens is, is people will go, and I learned so much about rhinos on this trip. They will go and the poachers will cut the rhino horn, but they'll try to get as much of it as they can. But when they do it, they cut into the rhino's uh, nasal cavity. Oh, no. So they actually are, they, they're killing them because they are cutting into their into their right, cavity. That's horrible. Um, so they were losing, like the place that we went to, we're losing like, I think 40, 48 rhinos, rhinos a year for poacher from poachers. So what they do is they have this huge team and you can pay to be a part of it. And pretty much you're just paying for them to do so they're not out money. Right. So they pay for like the, you know, they they have a helicopter and this um, uh, vet that's on and he like darts the rhinos to mm-hmm. put to put them down. And then for somehow the helicopter will go and like weave back and forth to where the rhino literally falls over on the main road. So you can, so the vets have access to the rhinos. It's very oh. interesting. So the coolest thing was, is we darted a mom and a baby because, and I was like, why would they dart both? The, why would they dart the baby and the mom? Because they yeah. didn't know if they were going to take the baby's horn. But what they do is they go, and it seems really, like it made me cry because it seemed a little barbaric, but they were like, it's just like cutting our fingernails. Like it's the same thing as uh-huh. our nails are, but they have to use a chainsaw <gasps> because it's so thick. So they, so they cut the rhino horn off and then they kind of grind it down, and um, uh, and that saves their lives because then people won't poach them because they can't they don't have a horn that's worthy of poaching. Does it grow so back? So it does. They have to do it every two years. So we oh. did the mama rhino, and um, and then there was like a baby um, that had a little bitty horn, and they were like, "We're going to go ahead and do the baby because it's there's a, a fear that the baby would be poached." Yeah. So, and then afterwards we had to run off and then the vet, I'm not even joking. He was like, don't say anything. If you do, I will kill you all. So I was like, Ooh, children be quiet. Um, Cause he said, if you, if you talk and startle them as they wake up, then, and the baby runs off, the baby will, they'll never be reunited. Uh-huh. So they have to, you have to be really quiet so you don't startle the baby and then the baby won't be able to make it on its own. So then we get in our little vehicles and then we watch and the mama rhino walks, wakes up and then the baby's just like walking right over and then they go off like nothing happened. It's crazy. Um, But it was really, really cool. And you got to help with the whole experience. So if you go to South Africa, um, that's the one thing if I had to do over, it was like probably the highlight of everybody's trip. It was really, really cool. But it was just like kind of eye-opening like that they're doing that much to so these rhinos didn't die because mm-hmm. now they have zero rhinos that are getting poached because they're doing this where before they were losing like 40 a year. And what do they then do with the horns? So um, they take the horns. So they have like a whole, um, uh, like all these guards with you the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought they were there in case some animal tried to eat us. So, but they're really there to protect the horn because um, it's so much goals. money. Like that's like, you know, 500,000. That's like a million dollars that we had that day with, rhino horns mm-hmm. in their backpack so they take it and they put it at some um oh my gosh like some uh military 
camp like in this huge like safe and they all stay there yeah wow why don't they just sell them to pay for the whole well because it's you know it's illegal Wow. Oh, those but, poor rhinos need some better help. I know, they really, really do. I, I, I felt like I needed better help after watching that. I was sitting there crying, and you know, you yeah, know. What made you well, cry? Well, that, what's what's crazy to me, you, if yeah. they, I don't know, like you, that's their defense, like when yeah. they're trying to protect themselves. So does it affect them in the wild? Right. So what it is, is in, so I was wondering the same thing because we went to another camp that was highly secured and the rhinos had their horns and then the, and then we went to Mala Mala, which is where we did this, and they were not. There, it was open gating, and that's where. And there was so much land that poachers were able to get in, and it was just happening left and right. So what happened was, is they thought that maybe it would affect them, um, but it does not because I guess there's one rhino. Now they just like um, nub each other to death because <laughs> it was one rhino that had died like two days before and they were kind of worried that it died from a poacher when they saw it and they were like, oh gosh, we haven't had this in years since we've been doing this. And I guess they um, had the vet look at it and he had internal internal damage from being in a fight with a rhino because a lot of times they'll like their oh, horns will, you know, mm-hmm. like whoever wins. And I guess the guy was beat up so much from his rhino friend that he... Well, ended up dying. Friend. So, so they, so they done a lot of. It's like very researched, and but it was just. I think it's just. It was just sad to see a rhino laying there under anesthesia, at like, and then having a chainsaw, which is kind of a barbaric thing. It was just sad to me. I just like it made me cry. I was like, this is so sad that this poor mama and the baby have to like get darted and yeah. go through this just to live. It's just so sad. But now they live. But now they lived. And I really did. I cried so much. I did need to speak to somebody at BetterHelp after because I it was it was a lot. Now a quick word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You guys know we love BetterHelp. I've been using BetterHelp for a long time uh, since the pandemic started. And what I love about BetterHelp is you can get therapy from the comfort of your own home. And you know the only time I ever leave my home is to literally come here and do this podcast. If not, I'm at home. Or if I need to get my roots done after that, I'm at home. That's it. Video chat or phone call. And I can connect with my therapist during the week um, just messaging them, which is really, really nice. You get matched to your perfect therapist by going online, filling out a quiz. And based on the answers to your quiz, they match you to the perfect person to fit your needs. And if for some reason it's not the perfect fit for you, you can continue trying out a new therapist until you find the perfect one for you. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash weekly dose. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weekly dose. Have y'all watched the Victoria's Secret documentary? No. Oh, my Andy, goodness. You wouldn't like it. It's so, well, I always say you'll like it, and then she watches it, and she's like, I had to turn it off. Well, um. but it's something that, like, well, it's close to home because, so, what's the name? Les No, Westner? I've never been a Victoria's Secret model. Sorry. Oh, my. <laughs> Stephanie But you were a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Were you? That. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie went to the last Victoria's Secret show. I had no idea. I remember I was I remember getting the I don't even know how I got those tickets. Lord Jesus. I mean that was like I don't know why they invited me, but I'm grateful. Um but I remember uh, at the time I had a PR team and they called me and said we have this, you know, you we have Victoria's Secret reached out and you have two tickets if you want to go. It was the same day as our reunion, our season three reunion. And I was like, really, to be honest, I really wanted to invite Brandy because I like her better than Travis. <laughs> but then I was like, Travis pays for my PR, so I probably should be nice. And what man would want to see people in lingerie? So I 
put it out there to Travis thinking he would say no, right? But of course he was like, oh my God, best day ever. Um, so I'm sitting there doing the reunion and Rich Vine knows, but also this is my job. And Travis is calling nonstop, like rich, like messaging Rich by like, hey, we can't be late to the fashion show. Hey, we can't be. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired because you're dumb ass. I invited your dumb ass to the Victoria's Secret fashion show. <laughs> well, also she went around though and told everyone, she was like, listen, we are getting this show on the road because yes. mama's got to go. Yes, it was the year we did that Amy Phillips thing where we had to do oh, the acting yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And I was like, oh my Lord. Um, it was so ridiculous. So yeah, but we got out in time and went and it was really, it was really, really cool. Probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. And I sat by Bethany Frankel and I didn't, I'm always like, so I know I'm like really weird, but I hate like being like, ew, you're a housewife. I'm I, like, I think it's so cheesy, right? Like, mm-hmm. and also like we didn't, you know, we were like the lowest rated housewife shows. I don't want to be like, you're the top rated and we're the shitter. Um, so I was just <laughs> like, well, um, so I sat by her and, um, Eventually, she said something. She was like, oh, aren't you on Dallas? And I was like, yes. Um, and her boyfriend, I think fairly new boyfriend, was sitting behind because they put her and I on the front row. And then Travis was behind me. And then her boyfriend was sitting behind her. And she asked Travis if he wanted to switch her places so she could be by her boyfriend. Oh. So Travis ended up and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, yeah, he was in heaven. He was loving it. Well, it was <laughs> very it. interesting how... He kind of built a lot of these very large women, like he had Bath and Body Works. Was it Lane Bryant? Uh, yeah, The Limited. Remember The, the Limited? Limited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had all these different brands, but it's very interesting how everything tied into Jeffrey Epstein. They, Victoria's Secret paid Jeffrey, I don't know what the course of time was, paid him over $400 million like to be on staff, but like staff for what? And yeah. there was some situation where he was out recruiting, HR got a hold of information that he was out there telling girls that he would get them as Victoria's Secret models if they did X, Y, Z. And they told Les, the guy that owned the company, and he said he was doing something, but nothing ever really happened with it. And then when all the Jeffrey stuff came to light, Les totally acted like he had no idea who the guy was. But that townhouse that Jeffrey owned was paid for by Les. So it kind of goes into how all these brands had other agenda that was tied into whatever Jeffrey Epstein was doing. And um, since then, obviously the guy has left the company and he's lost like $2 billion in that wow. time frame. but totally disassociated with him after all that stuff came out. But they almost make you think that Jeffrey and Les had a relationship, like uh, some sort of romantic relationship. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it also kind of showed that, like I guess Les was from I forget where he was from but he was from a small town small town so he came to New York and I think he was wanting to be like part of the like social scene like the the elite scene yes and he couldn't like nobody was really accepting him um, and I think he kind of used Jeffrey for that in the mm-hmm. beginning because Jeffrey Epstein was in that scene and then um, what's also really crazy is at the end when everything started to change and they started doing more body positive, which I appreciate because by the way, most people, I mean, whenever I went to that Victoria's Secret fashion show, like these girls are, I've never seen more perfect people in my life. Like every single person walked by, they have zero cellulite, zero fat. Like they were like perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, But there is something where, you know, if you're surrounded by only like looking at models like that and then everything that you see in the magazines and all, you know, 
when it's all like so perfect, it does kind of affect, especially if you're a girl, I think your self-esteem, right? Because you're mm-hmm. like, I will never, I mean, like there's nothing worse than trying on swimsuits or I hated going to, into Victoria's Secret and trying on like lingerie or bras and panties. Um, I still do be, um, just because it's like, uncomfortable, right? Unless you just love yourself, your body, that it's really uncomfortable. But so he also, they also got a lot of flack. And I think the company went upside down because they, the world was changing and embracing all body types. And they were verbally saying that they didn't want to. And they Mm -hmm. were, um, so I think a lot of people, I think they just kind of lost their edge. I think it was, they, there was a moment in time with the angels and like, and, you know, and I, I, used to like do cardio and watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I'm not joking. And I still do sometimes because that's like a carrot. I'm like, yes, I'm, you know, like hot bodies. I'm trying to get there. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of like something that you could never achieve most people, but it's, but it does, it kind of messes with, I guess social media does the same thing. So I think that's also a reason that everything went so downhill is because they were following a model that really didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Wow. Well, it was a fascinating documentary. It was really, really interesting. Really, really, really interesting. Did you watch Who is D.L. Cooper? J.B. Cooper? Mm, D.B. Cooper? D.B. Cooper, yes. D.B. Cooper, yeah, Brandy, whatever. you have to watch these documentaries. It's really good, oh too. God. I don't know how y'all have time because <laughs> I am I feel like I'm, I never have time for anything like, in my I do, life. I do all of my stuff whenever I'm doing cardio. So even if I'm at the, uh, like at Equinox, I'll take my phone and I have like Hulu and Netflix and my earpods and pods, and I'll just watch an app. Like I'll watch something for like yeah. forty-five minutes. Well, DB Cooper is a story as old as time, and they've <laughs> incorporated him in like different Marvel movies, and he's this huge mystery. So there was a guy. When was this? This fifties, sixties, seventies, something back then, um, way before airport security. And he boarded a plane. He sat on the plane, waited till they were up in the air, wore sunglasses the whole time, and then told the flight attendant to sit down next to him, passed her a note. And she's like, I get notes all the time. I was going to open it. And he was like, no, you better open it. And she said um, that on his note, it said, I have a bomb in my briefcase. I want $200,000, which I think now they said would be the equivalent of a million dollars in our money. I mean, probably 1.1 with this inflation. But (laughs) um, so he had the pilots land the plane, got all the passengers off. They gave him this briefcase full of cash. He said, all right, get the plane back up in the air or I'm going to set the bomb off, and they did, and then he parachuted out of the back of the plane. They have no idea who he is. Or where he went or anything. Like, never found them to this day. No idea who he is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's super. so... I mean, but that wouldn't happen in this day and age. Oh, gosh, no. No, they would, like... That's crazy. What year was this? (laughs) It was, like, in the 50s, I think. I had never heard of it before until... But I I did watch that documentary. Oh, 71. That's a way to make your money. Yes, right? 1971. 1971. (laughs) But can you imagine being up there and then, I mean, he had to be like part of the military or something to be able to do it. That's what their thought was. Up in the air and then just like, I would never jump. I'd sooner, I'd be like, just just arrest me. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Oh oh my God. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. Can we talk about how many um, jobs Brandy has right now? Like she, are we wrapping? You want to do that in the next one? Yeah, go ahead and do jobs on the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Um, are we right. good? Yeah. Well, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna start watching some documentaries since the kids are gonna go back to school soon. So oh, yes. I'll have more time. We are gonna be so we're gonna <laughs> be living the, the dream. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. You can follow me at Steph Holman on Instagram and Facebook. And me at Brandy Redman. And our podcast at BS the Podcast. Bye. Bye.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.